You have to learn the business of being a creative if you want to be in the creative business. Welcome to the Sing Confidently, Live Creatively podcast, a show to help you build confidence as you start singing, acting, dancing, and being creative again. Hi, I'm Estelle. I'm a singer, actor, performer, and beginner voice coach who knows how it feels to want to use your God-given creative gifts, but you stay stuck in fear and doubt. The solution is to start building confidence. You have gifts that you need to grow and use and share, and the world is waiting for you. I want to be there with you to help you do that. It's time to live creatively. So without further ado, let's begin. All right. Hi, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Another Monday. Here we are starting the week off. And we're actually finishing a conversation from last week, although I did have a bonus episode in the middle of the week. But we started the conversation with Alan Paul of the God and Gigs show. And we were talking about being creative and full time and Alan's story to that and so definitely go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it yet because it was a really great start to the conversation he really talked about getting started and um, he does that a little bit today as well but in this part of the interview we really get into being a professional and what that looks like as a creative so if that's something that you're into or wanting to know more about you're definitely definitely going to love this Um, part of the conversation but go back and listen to part one so that you are kind of caught up um, onto his story but yeah I'm really excited to get into it he's going to really help you um, again just understand how to be a professional artist and what that looks like and he really gets into how to then monetize that a lot on his show and in his books so go check that out as well and I would love for you to also Think about how this reflects on you. You know, with everything that you listen, always turn it back on you. Like, how do you want to um, apply or implement what you're hearing? You know, even if you just take one thing, take one step, like last time um, at the end there of the episode, Paul was talking, or Alan was talking about, um, he has two first names. Like, the first name and the last name are both first names you know anyway so his first name is Alan last name Paul but they could both be first names anyway Alan was talking about the fact that um you can like treat yourself you know when you accomplish a small milestone right like you can like you know celebrate celebrate small wins and things like that it's like that's something you could easily implement by like you know taking a small step of action which you know we talk about here all the time taking that small step of action And then from there, you know, celebrate the fact that you did that. You went for that um, dance class. You took that class. You went to that audition. You know, you worked on that audition piece, right? Anything like that is a small win that you can celebrate. So that's like one thing that you can implement. So always reflect back on like, how can I implement this in my own life, in my own creative journey, in my own creative path? And so I just hope that that really encourages you and this conversation encourages you to then like apply and one great way to apply what you're learning is in community and with other people and that's why I'm really excited about this workshop coming up soon Um, it's going to be a free virtual workshop all about helping you build confidence in singing and singing and singing and performing and um, there's a spot in the um, the interest form that you can like ask questions and I see you guys have been coming up with lots of questions, some of which I don't know if I'll be able to get to them in the actual session, but even if I can't, I'll do like podcast episodes about them. So that way your question will be answered. So 
definitely go sign up. The sign up is right below in the show notes and I would love to see you there. It's really going to be a great space for you to take that step of action and you know, do something to really help you grow as a singer, to really help you grow as a performer and to use your creative gift, raise your voice. Don't let it, you know, stay um, sitting to the side or, you know, putting it off. Just take that step of faith, take that step um, and um, and then celebrate that small win for yourself, just like Alan said. So let's get into the second half of, half of the conversation. It's really great. And you're going to learn about the professional side of being a creative and hopefully that helps and inspires you. And I can't wait to hear what you thought of it. Okay. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I just, I just have to go to my next question, which is for like, just moving past that, like the next step. So after you started, you've taken those small steps, those small bets, you're celebrating your wins, you're putting yourself out there, you've done that for some time. And you're like, what if, you know, not everyone is going to be like this, but for those who want to do this, you know, more regularly, who want to have that um, gigging, um, like lifestyle, and even as a career, what is it that, what are those things that you learned in your, you know, when you're writing the book, when you're doing the podcast from those people who you saw, you saw their examples and they were gigging. What is it that you learned about, you know, being um, an artist who also realizes that you're the business yourself? What is it that you learned about, you know, gigging and also making money, being uh, in the arts and also um, building a business and um, share that with us a little bit? Okay, well, yeah, this is where the book comes in and where I realized when I just told you about the story of me realizing $50 uh, uh, for and a, and a fish dinner was not going to make a living for my family. <laughs> and uh, it was at the same time that I started, like you said, talking to other musicians that I saw showing up on Sunday mornings, but were also playing gigs with people like Julio Iglesias, Take Six. I got a chance with um, uh, Christian Dentley, who's one of the tenors in Take Six. Uh, he took me backstage uh, at a um, at a, one of the Take Six concerts, and he sat down with me for like an hour, and just talked about all these things about being able to be in this band, but how you know Take Six is one of the most iconic groups in the world as far as vocal acapella jazz. But he was a church musician who just started to figure out, hey, I'm going to have to elevate myself to something, and the dream came true for him through a lot of hard work. Um, but people like him were in the book and I started writing down what they were saying. And so the first thing I would say is really the book kind of spells all this out in seven steps. I call it the service steps, which are S, stay connected to God, your family, your church, and then E, establish your priorities. But I'm going to start with R because R is the third one. And that's respect the business. You have to learn the business of being a creative if you want to be in the creative business. Um, Van Morrison's quote is, I love this one. It says, music is spiritual. The music business is not. <laughs> so you, <laughs> and so that's oh very God. true. Yeah. I have not heard that one. <laughs> that's one of my favorite quotes because it's so true. Like yeah. it's all roses and singing and be play. It's like, oh, it's so beautiful. And then you realize, oh my gosh, people are still mean. People will still kind of, you know, expect contracts and they expect you to show up on time. And they expect you to know the music and stuff like that. So there's three P's to becoming a professional that I like to remind people of. If you want to become a professional at some point, one is preparation. You have to learn to prepare like a professional. 
That means, yes, if you're going to step into gigging, that means learning more than just the songs you like. It means learning the songs you don't like. It means being able to show up on a performance and they say, hey, I want this key and this kind of tone and this kind of thing and getting out of your own desire and try to do what they want and follow that kind of lead, being able to be humble and approachable and teachable. That's 100% preparation. Another one I that people don't like to talk about is presentation. You have to look the part. And this is, a, I hate this part, especially for the ladies. And I hate that you have to talk about, you know, dress and all this stuff. But to be in the professional realm, you do have to think about presentation. It's not just your dress, but it's also like how you show up, your image, like how you want to be seen. And again, I don't like to talk about this because it seems like it's very superficial, but it's also part of the professional. Like if you want to show up on an opera stage, you have to show up different than a jazz stage. If you want to show up as a um, as in person that's doing spoken word, it's going to be different than as you show up at like a TED talk. It's just a different thing. So you have to know the presentation and you have to study people that present like that, right? And the third one, which again, for musicians and artists is, I hate to say it, punctuality. You have to be on, I, I wish this was not a big deal, Estelle, but it is like yeah. so many people fail at the gigging thing because they just don't know how to show up on time. Mm -hmm. So not just punctuality, showing up on time, but just the way that you respect other people's time, the way you respect people and say, hey, I'm a professional now. And one of the biggest phrases I've, I've really hung my hat on is kind of like what I said about my wife. You're not a professional when you decide you're a professional. You're a professional when other professionals call you a professional. Oh, yeah. So so you can't just be like, oh, I'm a singer. And now I'm, you know, no, now you have to meet their standards and make sure that you're following through with what you say you want to do. And so all those things become super important. So that's all in the book as well, the Respect the Business chapter. Um, but yeah, that's what I would tell anybody that's ready to make that next step. Like they have to start to see this as a business and not just as a hobby. That's good. Thank you so much. That's so helpful. I think I love those three P's. I wrote them down. That's so good. Everyone, we should definitely all get the book. And I think I'm just going to go ahead and transition into the podcast too, because you talk a lot about so many of these things and about other aspects of, you know, gigging and being professional and performing on the podcast and solo episodes and also in interviews. So everyone should go listen to your podcast. But for the show, you know, what are some of the things that you love to highlight and talk about on the show? And um, like, what are those things that you're like, you know, you you want people who haven't listened to the show, you know, you want them to come and listen to the show for this, for these things that they need to hear. What are those things for you? Oh gosh, this is so hard. Um, I recently, as I'm recording, recording, um, we hit 250 episodes. So to pick what I like most is like picking your favorite child, right? Congratulations. Um, though. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, I, I never saw that the, the, the podcast came out one year after the book mm -hmm. and, um, I, I just started it at the time with a co-host and we were just like, oh, we just want to talk with our friends and talk to people who are amazing and see how they do what they do. And again, the whole connection of God and gigs is how do they live out their faith, be authentic to themselves and also be very successful in their performing arts. And I'll tell you what I honestly, when you ask that question, what immediately bubbles up every time I interview um, I'll, I'm not dropping names. But I just want you to hear like when you hear the names and you hear what they do and then you hear the next thing I say, it will make sense. So when I talked to a Trent Phillips, who was Donnie McClurkin's MD, Tasha Cobbs Leonard, and then I got to interview uh, Kern Brantley, who played for Aretha Franklin, Lady Gaga, 
And then Jamal uh, Jamal J. Moore was one of them who was with Backstreet Boys, played behind like everybody um, on these tours. Um, I could, the list goes on and on. Like everybody I can name, like has played with a million different people and had a million different awards. The common thread every single time that they say is never the awards. They never say I'm a success because I won this. I played with this person. None of them. I don't care how many people I've I've interviewed with these accolades and who have had amazing careers. They always say family. They say consistency of being who I am. They always come down to these roots. And it's like, do you understand that you have like achieved, you know, rings around what most people, what everybody dreams of? And they always come back to saying, no, the things that matter to me most are the things that have nothing to do with what happened on the stage. And that's why I want people to listen to the podcast, because if they hear these guests and myself talk about this stuff, they'll realize it's not so different. Like being on the stage with, you know, Grammy winners and in, in the White House, um, I'm thinking Tasia Avila, who plays right now for this, um, she, she used to play for Janelle Monet, um, and she got to play for the White House. It's one of my favorite things. She talks about meeting Barack Obama and Barack Obama offering her a hot dog. I'm like, and she's, but but she she talks about it and then she just gives all the glory to God. And then she's like, I don't even care. Like, I just love doing this. And that's what I want people to understand with the podcast is that when they hear that these great, amazing creatives have the same desires and dreams as they do, have the same goals as they do, and have the same struggles as they do, all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe it's not so different to simply pursue my dream the way God wanted me to dream. And maybe it never goes to Broadway or never goes to the White House or whatever, but I'm still fulfilling the same thing that they are, which means I'm just as fulfilled as they are. Right. So that's what I want people to hear when they listen to the podcast is see that their visions and their dreams that God has given them is just as valid as the one that goes to the person that mm -hmm. sings in front of millions of people because it's the same God and it's the same dream. It's the same purpose. Amen. Yes. That's, that's everything. That's so good. And speaking of that, like just to transition a little bit as we're wrapping up. So how is it? that people do this you know these artists that you're talking about they are so fulfilled in their lives and that they're getting to do what they love to do getting to do what they're gifted in doing and that's not where their fulfillment comes necessarily right but they do find so much joy and so much passion in that but they have this deep fulfillment in their relationship with god and with other people so how is it that you become a successful you know you know, successful in whatever terms that means for you, musician, as well as someone who is truly led by God in your gifting and in your life. How do you do that? Like, how do you, how do you strike that balance? How do you um, establish that for yourself? You know, are you asking how I do it? How would you say that one can do it, that one can establish a really successful musical career and be led by God? I would say the first thing that popped into my head, honestly, is, it, it, again, I always feel bad when I answer a question like this, and it seems like I'm dodging the question, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. um, every single person that I've interviewed always started with the relationships they formed. That's how they did it. It's the relationships that kept them grounded. It's the relationships that gave them the sense of, hey, it was either a teacher or a fellow musician, or in my case, like my community, my God of Geeks community, 
somebody in our group. It was always somebody else that kind of gave them like the on-ramp to say, hey, this is how you stay grounded. This is how you're successful. This is how you make sure you love your family. This is how you make sure you don't get too crushed when somebody like, you know, doesn't let want you on a gig or you get fired or whatever. All of the times that like these people that I respect and then myself, I could say the same thing. Um, if I did not have my church family, I would not be here right now because they kept me on the up and up. So I'm a worship leader and a worship minister, but I'm a person first. I'm a child of God first. So they keep me humble and they remind me who I am because of the relationships. And so now I can pursue success because I know I'm not depending on the success to define me. And so I would say for anyone that's feeling like, okay, well, how does this really work? You've got to, you know, the Bible says, you know, a friend must first show himself friendly. You know, you have to first be willing to say, hey, I need help. I'm willing to ask. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to be a part of your class or whatever. And 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 open up to those other people. And that's what I think is the secret sauce to build relationships and don't be concerned who's going to call you next, right? But be really honestly, truthfully giving, giving to others, give, I call it the artist golden rule. Um, just like the golden rule says, do unto others, artists, do unto other artists as you would have them do unto you. And that's how you end up showing up in these uh, these great rooms and these amazing places. And sometimes not even amazing places, but you're fulfilled where you are. And then God shows you why you're there, right? So it doesn't always mean a big stage. It just means that wherever you are, you're really fulfilled. So yeah, that's the number one thing, I think. The relationship thing, I, I wish I could say it was like some kind of magic you know, potion. It's not. It's just show up, be nice to people, give people your, your best and uh, and then the rest works itself out. That's so good. Thank you so much for that. I always like to wrap up the conversation with the last question, which is if you could just say one last word of advice, which you've given us so much words of advice, so many good things, especially that last thing, that last um, word of advice you gave about relationships and building relationships as an artist. So, so crucial, right? Um but if you could give like one last piece of advice to that person who is, you know, maybe sitting in a lot of self-doubt and a lot of imposter syndrome, feels very uncertain, un unsure of themselves, does not feel confident at all in even knowing that they might have a gift or that they do have a gift. Or if they do know that they want to start singing, they really want to start playing piano. They feel like they have a song inside of them that wants to come out but they're just afraid, they're stuck in fear and they don't know how to start or they're not sure um, if they'll ever feel really confident as a performer, as an artist. You could just give them one word of advice, one thing that you would just want them to know as we close, what would that one thing be? Uh, well, that one thing would be from a verse that helped free me from that same fear. And mm -hmm. it is the word um, that there is no fear in love for perfect love casts out all fear. Uh, I needed that at a time that I was still depending on my art to make me feel loved. And it wasn't until I realized I was loved outside of my art that I was free to create my art. Um, when I realized that God loved me, no matter how many notes I played right or wrong, no matter how many times I messed up, no matter how many times I sang the wrong note, that was when it was like, oh, if I'm loved anyway, I'm free to create and just enjoy this. And 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 there's nothing that can separate me from that love. And again, that's where I, I really feel like this comes down to identity outside of your creative gift so that you can enjoy the creative gift. It's a gift. It's not the, the package is the outside, right? What's inside is what counts. 
So the gift is on the inside. It's not just throwing away the wrapper. <laughs> you know, the, the the creative stuff is the wrapper. It's the pretty stuff on the outside, but the gift is you. Mm-hmm. So, so I really feel like that's where I found freedom. And I want to advise anybody else, focus on the fact that you are loved, you are gifted, you are celebrated. You have a creator that loved you and made you a little creator. And now you get to enjoy that gift mm-hmm. by giving it away, by practicing it, by disciplining yourself, by creating something beautiful in the world. But never let that take the place of the fact that you are already loved, you're already accepted, you're already a gift. You don't have to be gifted to be a gift. And so I really appreciate that. You know, it, it helped me out and I hope it helps somebody else. That is amazing. Such a good way to end this beautiful conversation that I don't want to end. That was really, really, really beautiful. Thank you for saying that. That really blessed me. And I know that that helped and inspired someone else. So thank you. Thank you for being here and sharing. Um, Just share where everyone can find you and connect with you. I want everyone to go listen to God and Gigs because there's so much more. Like I can't even, you know, we can't go over everything that you have that you have to share right now. But I know like, you know, if anyone's wanting to like start gigging, figure out how do you price yourself? Like, how do you actually like, you know, do this thing, build this career? What are the spiritual, you know, implications of like letting God lead you in in this, in this career as a musician or the side hustle or outlet, go and listen to the podcast. But how would you tell everyone to come and connect with you? Uh, well, first, thank you so much, Estelle. I have loved this conversation. <laughs> I wish we could talk another three hours. I know we can't. <laughs> but yes, um, number one, you also be, should be following this podcast if you haven't already. You should have already hit that subscribe button. But after you subscribe to this one, then you can find me at godandgigs.com slash podcast on your podcast player. If you're listening right now, just simply look for God and Gigs show, the God and Gigs show on every podcast network and on YouTube. But yeah, the easiest way to find us is godandgigs.com slash podcast podcast and you'll find all of our episodes you'll find our other things or our membership everything and all socials are also g-o-d one god g-o-d-a-n-d-g-i-g-s right thank you so and thanks for the shout out yes everyone go subscribe to both of our shows yes um and be constantly inspired and blessed and helped and supported as an artist but yeah thank you so much i'm so glad we got to have this conversation and thank you everyone for listening um i hope that you enjoyed it all right thank you so so much for listening to today's episode and to this show i'm so in awe of you for being here and showing up for your creative gifts that takes courage. Don't forget to join the Performing Arts community on Facebook for support and inspiration as you continue on your journey. If this episode helped or inspired you in any way, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with someone. It means so, so much. Thank you again. And don't forget to keep singing, acting, dancing, performing, and living creatively. Talk to you next time.